All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining us today. Today we're going to discuss the Democrats' plan to take credit for ending the COVID-19 pandemic. I thought this was uh, very interesting. Okay, we're going to go through a press release of impact research. So these are one of the democratic think tanks that provide the talking points and how you spin certain scenarios to take advantage of politically. So this is from February 24th, 2022. And we're going to go through this uh, document here and have some have some fun with it. And the whole point of doing this is when you start hearing these talking points coming up in the midterms and then later on in the elections of 2024, it's very important that we do not forget who did what to who and when. It's very important to have a good memory because people will just continuously lie, change the narrative, flip-flop on positions, and try to position themselves to take credit for something that's made your life better when they had fucking nothing to do with it. This is two interested parties, and this is taking the win over COVID-19. After two years that necessitated lockdowns, travel bans, school closures, mask mandates, and nearly a million deaths, nearly every American finally has the tools to protect themselves from this virus. It's time for the Democrats to take credit for ending the COVID crisis phase of COVID war. Point to important victories like vaccine distribution and providing economic stability to Americans and fully enter the rebuilding phase that comes after any war. Wow, that's a great opening statement. I'm not sure how true it is, <laughs> but we'll keep going. Below, we lay out some strategic thoughts for Democrats positioning themselves on COVID-19 after nearly two years of the pandemic. So now they're going to lay out five bullet points here on what Democrats should say and how they should package certain topics to maximize the credit that they're suddenly going to take now. So the first one is declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. Thanks to Democrats, we are now nowhere near where we were two years ago or even one year ago. Democrats have a tremendous opportunity to claim an incredible historic success. They vaccinated hundreds of millions of people, prevented the economy from going into free fall, kept small businesses from going under, and we got people back to work safely. Because of President Biden and the Democrats, we can safely return to life feeling much more normal, as they should claim that proudly. Wow. It's funny, I don't remember it going like that, but that was the first talking point for the Democrats there. You know, declare the crisis phase over. We're getting back to normal, right? That's what everyone always wanted, just get back to normal. And because of President Biden, those Democrats, man, we can, we can feel safe about moving that way. This is just set on the backdrop of the pandemic is ending because the poll numbers are absolute dog shit. Right. There hasn't been any change in anything other than that. The government didn't say what criteria they would be looking at for when it, the pandemic would end. Right. They never gave you a goal or a target to shoot for, because then if we got there, we'd be like, hey, you said it'd be over if we got here. So it's over. Government doesn't do that. They're very vague. They never give you hard targets to hit because then you can hold them accountable for it. So let's not lose sight of the fact that this all came to an end because people have fucking had it. 
They saw what was happening in Canada. They saw what was happening in the poll numbers. And this is them trying to use people's excitement about returning to normal against them and trying to take credit for it. Second bullet point, recognize that people are worn out and feeling real harm from the years long restrictions and take their side. That's underlined, take their side. Most Americans have personally moved out of crisis mode. Twice as many voters are now more concerned about COVID's effect on the economy, 49%, than about someone in their family or someone they know becoming infected with coronavirus. That's only 24%. Two-thirds of parents and 80% of teachers say the pandemic caused learning loss, and voters are overwhelmingly more worried about learning loss than kids getting COVID. Six in 10 Americans describe themselves as worn out by the pandemic. The more we talk about the threat of COVID and erroneously restrict people's lives because of it, the more we turn them against us and show them we're out of touch with their daily realities. That's some good self-awareness from the Democrats. I mean, it didn't obviously stop them from doing all that horrible shit, but at least they're admitting that people fucking had it and they don't want to deal with that anymore. Twice as many voters are now more concerned about the economy than about Corona. Is that because everyone's had Corona now? <laughs> Is that because Omicron came through and absolutely destroyed the narrative and blew up everything? Everybody got it. And it proved how ridiculous all these measures were to everybody. Why the hell did I get vaccinated four fucking times if I still get it? What the fuck are we doing here? So nice of them to acknowledge that. But again, don't forget that there were the main reasons this shit was there. Go to the most draconian lockdown states in our country. They're all blue states. California, New York, Massachusetts. Third bullet point, acknowledge COVID still exists and likely will for a long time. Now, I can't even continue without addressing that point. How, how the fuck does it still exist? And how the fuck is it gonna exist for a long time? Do you ever get the same cold twice? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to the people that are vaccinated. I mean, we, we have no idea what long-term effects they're going to be on your immune system. But for the people that got this virus and are still alive, they have natural immunity to it. So no matter what variant it is, it ain't getting it again. So they continue. We are not advising that Democrats talk like the Republicans that have largely ignored the pandemic, even pre-vaccine. Declaring a return to the new normalcy does not mean ignoring that people will continue to get it. That we shouldn't be responsible or that we should turn our backs on our medical community that is treating those sick and developing these therapeutics that will save lives. Instead, it means recognizing that the threat of COVID is no longer what it was a year ago and therefore should be treated as such. Shutdown, masks, lockdowns were meant to save lives when there was not a vaccine that could do that. Voters know we now have the tools in the toolkit to be responsible in combating and living with COVID. Vaccines and boosters to minimize illness, masks and social distancing around vulnerable groups. Well, that's some changes. Vaccines and boosters to minimize illness. Huh. If they phrased it like that, would they be able to mandate stuff, right? Just think of how that talking point changes the whole fucking mandate argument. They were supposed to be mandating a vaccine to fucking keep Nana safe and keep your neighbors safe and that whole social contract bullshit. But now we're to the point now everyone knows that that shit doesn't work. So now they change their wording to say vaccines and boosters minimize illness. No shit. 
We knew that from day one. And masks and social distancing around vulnerable groups. Wait, not all the time, every time? Not wearing a mask outside by your fucking self? What? A lot, of, a lot of change in talking points here. All right, the fourth one. Don't set COVID zero as a victory condition. Americans also don't think victory is COVID zero. They think the virus is here to stay, and 83% say the pandemic will be over when it's a mild illness like a flu rather than COVID being completely gone. And 55% per- prefer that COVID should be treated as an endemic disease. And that's what most Americans are dealing with, a disease with fatality rates like the flu because most of us took the personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our families by getting vaccinated americans also assume that they will get covid 77 percent agree that it is inevitable that most people in the u.s will eventually get covid and 61 percent of americans who have never taken a positive test think that they've likely been infected and thanks to the work democrats have done over the past year despite believing contracting covid is inevitable most Americans are no longer fearful. Yeah, COVID zero ain't happening. I mean, I mean, you can't you can't get to COVID zero if your therapeutics don't prevent transmission and infection. You get to COVID zero by herd immunity, by natural immunity, and letting this thing die out because it cannot keep spreading to people. It is inevitable. Everyone's gonna get it if they already haven't gotten it. Everyone's probably already had it. The the the, the Omicron wave's done. Cases are dropping every fucking day. All right, final, final talking point here. Stop talking about restrictions in the unknown future ahead. If we focus on how bad things still are and how much worse things are going to get, we set Democrats up as failures, unable to navigate us through this. When 99% of Americans can get vaccinated, we cause more harm than we prevent with voters by going into our third year talking about restrictions. And if Democrats continue to hold a posture that prioritizes COVID precautions over learning how to live in a world where COVID exists but does not dominate, they risk hanging dearly for it in November. Again, our policies changed because of the polls. And now their talking points are changing because of the polls. And now they're going to try to take credit for shit they didn't do and they fought hard against. And they only had to concede because the people had enough. This is one of the most frustrating things about politics. I know politics are necessary in a world. I get it. And they're useful to help try to convince people of other things. There is a part. There is a place for that. But it's this, man, disingenuous, shady shit that you're flip-flopping and just being a, just the, the hypocrisy is, I think, what gets me. Every Democrat and their mother was criticizing Governor DeSantis in Florida because he believed in fucking freedom. They would say shit all the time, like, he's killing everyone. The Satan. He's fucking, he doesn't care about people. If you ever heard the man speak, all he cares about is fucking freedom and choice. Everything's available. You want it? Go get it. But he understood the freedom part of making people do shit and not allowing doctors to treat their patients how they see fit is insane. And he pointed it out and he got fucking attacked for it for a long time. And now they're going to swoop in and take credit. He had more to do with this than any Democrat. Because once Florida was doing good and you had some real data coming out of like, hey, wow, locking down doesn't, I mean, looks like it hurts more. And when you can go live your life and get early treatment, wow, it looks like you end up can, you can survive this thing. I just thought that was pretty telling. So please, as we head into the midterms and as we head into the 2024 election, something to keep in mind. And I'm not saying one side's better than the other. I'm just saying this side here 
that's going to claim victory for something they didn't fucking do, that is not actually what happened. That's the rhetoric. The fact is nobody was doing anything in the interest of public health. They were doing what was best in their political careers or monetarily, whatever it was. It sure as fuck wasn't the public's well-being. And the fact that the public finally realized that, that's why shit's changing. So the lesson here is you need to know who's responsible for what so you can put the proper pressure on the proper people so it changes shit. If they just got you thinking the other side of the aisle is to blame, they got you. They got your vote, and they're not going to have to do anything for your vote, and they can do whatever the fuck they want for their donors and themselves and not for you. And that's what we need to be better at. We need to hold the people accountable for making the decisions that harm the American public. That's why I'm doing this. And part of that is seeing the bullshit that's about to come down the line and don't fall for it. There's maybe be maybe fucking five elected officials that deserve to get reelected. I mean, it's a very, very short list of people that showed courage and tried to do what was in the best interest of their constituents who voted for them to go to Congress and go to the Senate and do that type of work. I can count on fucking one hand. Everyone else was playing the game, was playing politics, was catering to their donors, and was just making everyone's lives fucking worse. And come ballot time, we cannot forget that. We cannot have this amnesia every two and every four years. And when they swoop in and they try to scare you that the next guy is going to be worse so we get a vote for our guy and you know, forget about the fact that your guy didn't do shit and he didn't deliver on any fucking promise, any promise that he made. You can't forget about that. We got to stop, start holding people accountable, stop electing people that do not do what they're going to say. Things would change really quick if people got voted out because they didn't fucking do what they said they were going to do. But we don't do that because we have teams. So fuck the teams. You want things to get better? Learn where to put the pressure. Learn how to apply the pressure. Learn how to communicate this shit to other people so they know how to apply the pressure. Talk in facts, not emotions, and not faith. Once the people get it, we can make whatever changes we need to make so everyone's life gets better. (laughs) 